It's another Tuesday evening on 97.3 City FM, and guess what? It's time to talk technology. But today, we are talking esports and everything else in between. You're welcome to City Trends. My name is Philippa Sean and CT Trends is live and interactive on 97.3 City FM across the globe as well on citynewsroom.com. You can also be in touch with us on our WhatsApp and Telegram number 0549-986-996 and the number is registered. 0549-986-996. You can also reach us on Twitter using the hashtag City Trends as C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N. DS. And no, today we are not going to be talking about registration of SIM cards. That is far from the point. Today we are going to be talking about eSports as a growing scene in the tech space in Ghana. It has become obviously one of the biggest things globally um, and it's it's slowly in more ways than one becoming um, a thing in, in Africa and in Ghana, especially in Africa is actually a very, very huge um, pastime and a very big moneymaker for a lot of young people and um, industries across the continent. But then in Ghana, it is slowly gaining ground. Um, it has come a long way. But then someone is probably listening and asking, why should we even bother about esports? I mean, it's just a bunch of guys sitting around playing video games anyway. So why should we even bother about it? Well, that is why we want to have a conversation about it today. We want to look at what exactly esports is. We want to look at how even businesses can benefit from the, the growing esports ecosystem in Ghana and then of course how we can export our talent as well within the esports fraternity there's a lot that we are going to be discussing today your thoughts and your opinions are welcome on the show on 0549-986-996 it's the same number on telegram so keep your messages coming through and of course on twitter just use the hashtag c-i-t-i-t-r-e-n-d-s that is city trends on twitter in a studio with me today, I have Dabi Diamond, who is the General Secretary of the Esports Association of Ghana, and of course, Maximus Ametogo, who is the Comms and International Relations Manager of the Esports Association of Ghana. Gentlemen and ladies, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thank you, Philip. Always a pleasure having um, you guys joining us to 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 get into these conversations. Dabi, let me, let me start off with you. When when I mean I know it's a bit of a stereotype, and I will probably just lean a bit into the stereotype. But typically, when we have conversations around esports and gaming, we typically 
don't have a lot of the women folk joining into that mm -hmm. conversation. Unfortunate as it is, that is, you know, the stereotype generally in Ghana, even though that is not necessarily the situation globally. The numbers look much better globally than in Ghana. So tell me how you got involved with the eSports Association of Ghana, even before we get into the bigger picture of what eSports is globally. Okay, so I have been a gamer from a very tender age and um, just playing casually and all that. So until 2020, where I participated in my first um, professional tournament in the Volta region, and I got introduced to the president of the eSports Association. And from then, the sky has always been... What's your, fav what's your favorite game? Do I have a favorite? Um, I play everything. Uh, Jill of all traits, master of none. <laughs> <laughs> um, I try everything. I mostly play FIFA, NBA 2K, Mortal Kombat, um, PUBG Mobile. Um, yeah, those are the ones that I can boldly say I play often. Yeah. I see. And and what what has it been like that journey into you know the world of gaming, esports generally? I mean, I'm sure when you started, it was just a pastime, enjoying it. But then coming to understand what the bigger picture of esports is globally and your role, for example, that you're playing within it, yeah. how has that journey been like? It's been exciting. I mean, for all my um, journeys in my other careers, in my ad other parts, I have been fortunate enough to meet very, very um, inspiring mentors and leaders who have not hid anything away from me and have opened a space for mm. me. So my journey in the esports industry in Ghana like this, um, thanks to the president, Boss Crazy, Boss Max, you know, Boss Herbert, there are a lot of people I could mention that have propelled me to my position right now mm. and I've availed myself. I haven't hidden. So that's one thing my fellow ladies need to look out for. Like, don't hide come out and then you you can um, achieve great things. There are obviously a lot of misconceptions around gaming and I'll be coming to that later on in the conversation. But Debbie, thank you for joining us on the show. Max, I mean, yes. you have been talking the esports um um narrative and the gospel for for years we've been we've been talking about the whole esports you know fraternity for for a number of years um for the for the uninitiated let's start off with the esports association of ghana what exactly it does what exactly it is even before we get into the global picture of what esports is and just how important it is for us to be having conversations like this in this time yeah so of course, we have been in the technology space, and I see esports as alternative entertainment uh, avenue for us to express our talents and 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 of course make it more professional to make some money, monetize that talent. That's the reason why the esports association was formed to consolidate that drive <clears throat> to socialize uh, the gamers, right? To build a community around. The people who play games and then the policy makers those who are in the other value chain within the the esports ecosystem those who do streaming that is also a very good shoutcaster or we call the the commentators very good solid one right so we have people who do that to us. So those who do the branding the marketing the sponsorship the live streaming people and of course all those who do the designs, the t-shirts you see, the jerseys, they are produced. We have one of our, our members who is now training some of his uh, team people, uh, members to also produce their own jerseys. 
So we are using that as opportunity to create some jobs and uh, skills for, for the young people. So that's why we have the, the association to consolidate that uh, ecosystem so that we can have more people uh, some, some professional someone's question would be why why bother in the first place like i mean what does it what does it count or what does it amount to why is it such a big deal for us to be having conversations about esports to the point of even having a whole association for esports why is it such a big deal it's a big deal because it's a huge industry now research shows that uh, video game is bigger than movies music and streaming combined so that's how big that industry is. All three. All three, All three combined. combined. In fact, almost times two. Yeah. Right. So that's how big the industry is. So we have all these huge, you know, the the, the highest grossing movie, Avatar, mm -hmm. right then was two billion. Mm -hmm. The highest grossing uh, video game is Pokemon, 90 billion. <laughs> the, the, the 20th grossing even uh, video game is higher than even the highest grossing uh, a movie so you can imagine the kind of you know value the the industry offers the current current in fact the past olympics they introduced esports mm. and then the fifa too has the e-nation so we organize some event with the with a gfa to select people for the national e-football e team wow yeah so we have some of our members who have been verified by fifa to you know uh participates in club series mm. so yes like they will have the traditional football mm. so now you are verified by fifa and our players can play in the club series mm. right here from ghana mm. so that's what is happening from football to tennis to uh, nba and all of them almost all the top player games that you can think of right. we have a, an esports version of it right. that people can participate in and win prizes to us do, do you often get the sense that a lot there is a bit of a misunderstanding between the titles that people play and the size of the industry. And let me explain. People hear FIFA, you know, NBA 2K or whatever it is, FIFA 2 or whatever, um, you know, Call of Duty, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And automatically, that is gaming. Yeah. Whereas there is a broader conversation around, for example, marketers, you know, um, Digital artists, right. story writers. Do you do you sometimes find that there is a disconnect between the titles of the games that people typically hear and the industry itself in terms of what it can actually offer for a nation and even for 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 its people? Yeah, I, I think there's a disconnect because of the lack of consolidation, right? So that we have an umbrella body that can bring all these people together. The media, the gamers, the policy people, the industry stakeholders, international uh, association and federations. And fortunately, we are uh, the eSports Association is a member of Global eSports Federation and then the International eSports Association too mm. as well. Mm. I think we are amongst only four countries in the world to have those two inductions. Mm. So it's quite exciting. So for me, if we have that umbrella body, then we can bring everybody together then we can look at how we can grow the various components of esports to make it bigger and becomes a better industry and then of course get all the investment and then we have all the people who play games as a hobby mm. to become professionals right right i'll so, be coming to you about the components of that industry i'll right. be coming to you about that but 
um, those there, there was a story that I read about how, you know, some of the young people or some of the people in Venezuela, for example, are turning to esports as an alternative means of making a living. Yeah. Whereas, for example, someone wakes up in the morning, dresses up, sits in their car, drives like three hours or whatever to work. People wake up on a daily and approach gaming as employment. And I'm wondering, you know, from from your point of view, um, Diamond, how do you see gaming? From, from where you sit, how do you see gaming? Okay, so to be a professional esports athlete, it's it's a decision first Wait, of all. Wait, so is that you? It's athletes. It's yeah. not like it's not yeah. just a gamer. You have the casual gamers. Then you have an esports athlete mm. who um, participates in competitions to win something, bragging rights or a prize money. Mm. So those are the athletes, esports athletes. Mm. So then. There are people who are esports athletes, just like we have the footballers who go for training every day. That's mm. their, or the NBA players who go for training every day. Yes. So you have an esports athlete who has a schedule to follow, who who is under a team, who is under a management, and has to go according to the rules and everything that his management has. Mm. Then we have the casual gamers who may not be part of a team just yet. You know. So those people moving from casual gaming or just uh, competing amongst friends to joining an esports team or an esports agency then makes them a professional esports athlete. Mm. You know, then that part is clear. Your esports manager, your esports coach can tell you that, okay, this year you're participating in so so and so 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 competition. Mm. We are traveling here and here and here, and this is what we are expecting from you. So you are treated as a professional athlete, and everything is clear for you to follow. Yeah, so that's how it is. Wow. Yeah. And is is this is this a viable path for probably a young person listening today like when when you look at the broader picture? Yes. Is 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 this something that has been set up in Ghana? This is what the association is trying to trying to do. So globally elsewhere outside Ghana it's making massive money. Right. Right for athletes. In Ghana here we are growing to that level. You know, we've moved from the stage where you go and play and then they tell you, Oh, congratulations, first place and you go home. Right. Sometimes you don't even get water. <laughs> now our, our athletes are playing and they're winning cash prizes. Mm. The other time um, the conquest person walked away with a huge sum of money. Oh, seven thousand. <coughs> the port prize mm. was thirty-two thousand. Mm. Yes. The first mm. prize was seven thousand. Seven thousand. As a gamer, just sitting down playing games, and you walk away with seven thousand. Someone's salary is not mm. enough to. Mm. <laughs> you know, that. you I can imagine that. just playing games. Mm. But then you have to be disciplined. You have to follow certain, um, um, how they call it, certain rules. In order to achieve that, mm. that fate, yes. That's. I mean, that's that's very very interesting. I like, I like that that line that you draw between professional esports athletes, yes, and casual gamers, yes. and and the fact that the approach for the athlete is very very different. Because from some of the reading that I did as well, you they actually wake up in the morning. They have stretching exercises, you know, hand Trimble. exercises and things like yeah. that, and they actually train for these um competitions, competitions and yeah. it's it's very interesting when when you see, because i think a lot of people don't see that side of 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 gaming mm -hmm. but just like you know we would have you know in in 
a traditional society or in the society that we have today and 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 it's it's incredible that you are in the studio as well there there's a lot of stereotyping and yeah. discrimination especially for women who are or who have chosen this as a path and i'm just wondering if you could share some of your unique experiences with us in terms of your journey as a woman within the esports community yeah. and also you know selling the gospel as well because it's something that a lot of people don't necessarily warm up to very easily mm -hmm. just like you said you know just i'm just sitting there playing game you know how can that be translated yeah. into you know making a salary like month on month taking care of my family and so that sort of thing yeah. i just was wondering if you could share your personal experience with us as well so for me my um my experience has been one of like resilience and stubbornness because <laughs> I always say this everywhere I go that you know I've been resilient and I've been stubborn mm. in order to follow my esports dreams mm. you know or, or, or playing games in general because everywhere I found myself I'm always like the only girl among guys mm. Mm. and it's it's it can be challenging and it can be fun and sometimes it's sad sometimes it's mm. super exciting you get to learn a lot so that's how my journey has been but i have been able to embrace it and ride through all the storms now in in the gaming um industry or with my gaming part playing with the guys in some cure somewhere in Ashalibuche, new town you know <laughs> if somebody's looking for me i'm hiding in the kind yeah. when my sisters go i come back in and i'm playing games yeah. that's that's the stubbornness i'm talking about mm. but then i've seen that from 2020 where i actually participated in a, an official competition and i saw that oh people are playing they are winning tv they are winning um consoles they are traveling out of the country to participate in, in international tournaments and all i'm like wow this is actually huge i have to be more involved in this mm. and that's how that's how my interest picked up for esports mm. and i started training participating in tournaments going to the esports academy you know we qualified to represent ghana in birmingham but that's another story <laughs> <laughs> that's another oh, story no, that's an interesting that's yeah. a story i think i want to hear you know we qualified what? to represent um ghana the uh, commonwealth esports games uh, yeah, really? yeah 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 and but what they, happened Oh. So there were the technical <laughs> challenges <laughs> and then our team couldn't go oh, on Oh, that's time. the long story. That's, that's a long, long story. story. That's, that's, a long story. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a very good story. We have so, Indonesia, like, we have Istanbul uh, coming up. So just year. like uh, athletes, you yes. know, in the sprints and, yes. you know, exactly. all of that. We actually had a team yes. in Ghana qualify for the Birmingham game. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yes, and I was part of that team along with four other ladies and one guy. Yeah. So for the first wow. time in an international tournament and for participating um, team from Ghana, we had this number of ladies, five ladies going to represent Ghana. It was a massive, massive mm. thing, you know. Yeah. That's to tell you that esports is growing mm. in Ghana. That could have been, you know, sort of like a very big opening right. for for esports in Ghana in terms of the story and and where it's supposed to be, yeah. be, be heading. But there are more opportunities to come, you mm. know. There, it doesn't end there. There are more opportunities. There are more genres of games for us to tackle. It's not only FIFA. Everybody, if you if you buy your PS4, PS, PS5, Street, FIFA, FIFA. <laughs> NBA. You know? And it's not bad. FIFA right. is a very good game mm. with so many opportunities to be explored. Mm. But there are also other games that people with other interests. People are playing Apex, Call of Duty, um, Dota 2. Like, there are so many games out there. Mm. Even on your mobile, people are participating in uh, Clash Royale. Right. Mm. And, 
you know, games that you usually just play for fun, people are actually playing and winning huge sums of money just sitting in their room playing online, mm. you know. So we need to be more open. We need to embrace it. And when you have a child who wants to play game all the time, you have to sit him down and or sit her down and give her a schedule, mm. you know, follow it, train her to be that esports athlete. The Serena Williams, Venus Williams, when they were kids, their father took them up and taught them the way they should do it. Mm. That's the same way we should put for esports, you mm. know, give them a schedule, train them as athletes, and then they can be something bigger. Mm. There That's was this, there was this video, um, uh, what's his name, Steve, Steve Harvey, mm. his show, where in 2015 or so he interviewed a gamer. Yeah, I yeah, and his kid episode. was telling him that yeah, he interviewed him. Yeah. Fast forward recently, the same kid, and he's making millions mm. of money from gaming. Yeah. You know, so back to the casual gamers. Casual gamers to also make money when they stream mm. YouTube on Twitch. You don't, you don't need to be the best of gamers. If you can't be the best of gamers... Share too, your experience. Yeah, share your experience. Have a personality on the screen. Mm. You know, somebody is very vocal. Somebody is very funny. You're playing game, you're cracking jokes. People are just watching you have fun. Mm. And you're making money on YouTube. You're making money on Twitch. You are getting endorsements from sponsors and all that. You're covered. Your rent is covered. Your your family is covered. Your school fees is covered. You're getting sponsorship to go to 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 the US or the UK mm. to 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 study esports management or mm. to study esports um, events. You know, so that is the path. Mm. People don't see the path. That is why um, they are very skeptical about esports. They think it's just for kubolos. Mm. <laughs> putting putting it the way yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it is. I mean that's that's what no, no, that's why a lot of people yeah. end up end up thinking yes. about it as it's not it's not for Kubolos, you know. There are so many see big money, <laughs> big money. <laughs> <laughs> is a big money and he plays games. You should see him playing Rocket League or NBA like you think. Exactly. Yeah. And there's no age limit. Right. You know, there's no mm. age limit. There's a seven year old who is very good at Rocket League, you'd be surprised. Yeah. There's somebody who is 50 something and very good, and also an esports athlete. Mm. There's no age limits to esports. Everybody and anyone can play. That's but, like it. you said, there, there is a structure to it. Yes. Especially when you want to go professional. Yeah. There is, there's supposed to be structure to it, just like you have structure connected with, you know, a professional athlete. Yeah. There is supposed to be a structure associated, but then comes the big issue of the gaping hole in terms of the knowledge mm -hmm. you know and i mean as a if as a parent i'm just wondering for example if I, if there's a parent listening you know where do i even start from in the first place you know having that sort of conversation and and max was this where i want to bring you in for you to walk us through what the component of the whole esports industry actually is and just just so that someone who's in the listening can have a broader picture of of the various parts of the puzzle and how they can fit themselves into it. Yeah, I think the the value chain is quite, we call it well, the, the long tail, right? Mm. So from the concept development, if you want to develop a game, it's an interaction you want to create. So somebody will sit down and come up with the mechanics of the game. What are the various levels, the difficulty in the various levels? What are the elements that should excite people when they are playing the game? So somebody structures the game or builds the the game story then somebody visualizes the game so building the characters so illustrators right a color 
scientists or a color consultant needs to also work with the team. And then the artist will also put the characters in shape. And then somebody also develop the, even the behavior for each of the characters. Their powers, their strength, and how they, they, they should be costumed, right? Mm -hmm. So how whether the person should have a metal on the right hand or a, a glowing uh, finger or whatever. They create yeah. th all those uh, characters. Mm. And then we have those who work on lighting and the rest to create the environment for, for the gaming and even the the field. So if, if it's an arena, what are the various levels? How do you move through uh, structures and the rest, obstacles to even fight? So just even the game development alone, you have a huge, in fact, a lot of uh, skills required within that. Then those who publish the game, those who market the game, those who will even test the game. There are people who test games for money. So yeah, you become living. like a game yeah. analyst. They send you the beta version. You play it, record and report on whatever bugs or whatever mm. uh, exciting levels that you think needs to be introduced or needs to be enhanced or... Uh, needs to be changed. You do, do a report for the publishers, they pay you money for that. Before the people who play it as a hobby or as a profession, they make money streaming the content on YouTube or Twitch or even the Facebook platform and the rest. Now, you also have people who organize events, the esports events. So, Pop Out, we do that too as well in partnership with the, the Esports Association. We organize events for the gamers to come and express or showcase their skills. Mm. We have people who write for us, those who do the shoutcasting, those who do the branding, those who do the live streaming of our events, those who produce the, the collaterals, so the t-shirt, the jerseys, and all that that we use. And then the shoutcasters mm. during the live streaming also do that. And would write report sponsorship packaging and how we market all this so there's a huge and even the t uh, technical aspect those who set up the streaming the consoles how the consoles are connected to the the streaming or the technical bench how the streaming is done on the various social media platforms there are people in charge of that we have the score masters we have the game commissioners those who keep the 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 platforms running and the brackets those who re record the brackets mm. uh, we have all these people working I've, I've, I've so far counted at least like 15 different roles that different people are supposed to be playing just for for example exactly. a tournament or even yeah. a video game to be played in the first place exactly that's even on the minimum that's yeah, the, okay. i mean i can, yeah, I can imagine considering can have like 11 even under there's a the game development yeah, alone yeah before the promotion the anal uh, because it will have its own, yes. you know, I mean, when you talk about the streaming, you would need, you know, at least like five people to manage like a proper streaming yeah, exactly. uh, um, um, platform for all of this. Like it's, it's a, it's a huge industry. It's a huge industry. And yeah. clearly we, we are scratching the surface of it. Obviously, just like some years ago when football was once again looked upon as a game for Kubalos mm -hmm. and now it is you know everybody's yeah, pushing big, their Ghana, Ghana plays FIFA E Nation so we have country, yeah so we have players who play who represent Ghana in the the electronic version of FIFA mm. organized by FIFA itself mm. right mm. so we have clubs playing that as well we have other people who play online and now we have uh, even a, a, a sim racing cockpit so if you learn how if you want to learn how to race 
virtually you can learn that right here in Ghana mm. and you can even use that same device to even learn flight so flight like simulation flight, flight simulation yes and mm. learn how to even drive mm. right mm. so one of the driving schools rented some of our our equipment the sim racing equipment to teach drivers wow yeah Wow. So you have a, fair, a virtual because that one, when you are driving and you hit somebody, at least you minimize it's in your the game. So there's you no minimize your cost. Cash out. Just reset and then exactly. start again. So you mm. get used to the steering wheel yeah. and the response. And then when you go on the physical you know, space, it becomes more uh, comfortable. Yeah. Right. So wow. we have this a lot of opportunity within that space that are not being tapped. Right. Right. That's I mean, why and, we are there. And, 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 and I'm guessing, of course, we'll, we'll come to the association as well and, and what the association is has been up to and some of the opportunities that are available locally because I'm guessing there are quite a number of tournaments that you, know, you guys have been organizing and um, just to also get a sense of what's happening within the space. But I just, I just wanted to, to, to touch on once again. I mean, it is obviously a big industry and... Um, over 380 million people are estimated to watch esports worldwide, both online and in person. Yeah. That is, that I'm mean, just think about that. Over 380 million people watch esports worldwide, both online and in person. And I'm guessing a lot of the challenge that we have locally has to do, obviously, with mindset and how we see the industry. Mm -hmm. If 380 million people globally are watching. Clearly, it means that there's an audience for this. Clearly, it means that there is supposed to be not just from an individual point of view, mm. but an, a, a larger <laughs> bracket that's supposed to be guiding the guiding this. Maximus and, 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 and yes, in Ghana last year we spent sixty-two million dollars on video game downloads and subscriptions. Alone. Yes, dollars, not CDs. <laughs> so times ten. Times ten. Yes. In some circles, times 10.5. <laughs> but clearly, a lot of this is is based on infrastructure. Right. You know, none of this is possible if the infrastructure is not there. We right. can't stream and play online with people in Pakistan and wherever if the infrastructure is not there. Right. What does the infrastructure conversation look like? It's quite it's quite encouraging because we have MTN sponsoring Conquest. That's the, like the biggest esports event. Mm. I think the other telcos have also organized a couple, sponsored a couple of other events as well. I think Jumia has also sponsored yeah. one of the the uh, of course engaging and uh, exciting esports event as well. So we have some sponsors coming on board uh, on board gradually, and uh, we hope that. They can scale it and make it bigger than we've been doing all these years mm. right because outside we have drink companies beverage companies we have uh, banks and the rest sponsoring all that you know esports events mm. it's quite exciting because they know the kind of traction the, they're yeah, going yeah, the to benefits get. the benefits they are going to get a brand association they are also going to get and i think the next five years is is yeah, it's quite exciting mm. for 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 esports in Ghana. Are, are we coming to that five-year window in, in just a bit? But I'm also wondering from, I mean, you are a gamer, like, typical. so you're, you're, I'm an esports e athlete. athlete. <laughs> Forgive me. Let me, let me qualify that. You're an esports sports athlete. And you said a lot of this started all the way in the Volta region. Yeah. 
obviously a lot has happened you know between you know the, over the, the two years once again on infrastructure streaming services um stability of the internet power those sort of things what 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 is that situation like it's a, it's a it's a huge challenge when it comes to our internet because then we want to be streaming and we mm. want to be showing the world what we have so the, the internet's one day. It's a, it's a massive challenge, but mm. we do our best, you know, try and make sure that we, we, we are in the right position, we're in the right spots where there's stability and we can stream our events. Um, in terms of venue, people are open to, you know, so far as they're making money, people are buying drinks and whatever, mm. they will give you their venue, <laughs> you know. Um, getting people on board to participate is never a challenge because there are always people who play games all the time. They may not know that they, they are entering the professional uh, side of it, but they mm. still, you know, sign up and then come and participate. They win, they're happy, they lose, they, they gather the experience and, and come again. Mm. Uh, so the challenge, the major challenge for us, I think, is one, the logistics may be consoles, you know, now PS5, look at the price now. If you don't have 6,000 CDs, you can't own <laughs> a PS5, you know. Um, internet, data is expensive, all the telcos is very expensive. Maybe they should have uh, an internet package for, yeah, for you gamers. know, for yeah. gamers. Because people are streaming mm. all the time. People are streaming three hours, four hours straight on Twitch, on YouTube. We should be able to do that. We should be able to have um, a package where we can stream and participate in competitions with um, other esports athletes in Afghanistan, Pakistan, South Africa, Dubai, UK, you know, without lagging. You know, during the E-Nations, e e yeah. we, we lost our games because of our mm. internet, you know. I see. Yeah. If it, if it wasn't lagging, we would have qualified to the next stage and be, mm. you know, somewhere by now. Because when yeah. yours is lagging, theirs yes, is... Yes, you know. <laughs> exactly. Actually, when, when it connects, they have scored you like two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's the challenge that that's the challenge. we have in Africa because we don't have any server yeah. locally. And there's one in South Africa. Even the South Africans don't trust it. So mm. during that competition, they, in fact, they flew the athletes to Dubai to go and play from Dubai because there's a server mm. there so it's closer you know right that, so the yeah. pink thing didn't help us at all mm. yeah mm. so if there's funding we can also fly our uh, at least to Dubai to wherever it's so the internet the internet is clearly one of the biggest yeah. challenges. Yeah, challenges you know I see it but then from it as well are there any other unique challenges for from a gamer's perspective oh, okay from you know just the awareness you know mm. people need to know what we do and it boils down to us making a social impact or for them seeing the the good things that we have um, gained mm. you know um you have won a, a competition what have you done with your your way of win mm. you know no mm. nobody's mm. seen it so then we need to be more visible so for me for example after winning from volta region coming to accra making sure that i'm opening other doors for my fellow gamer ladies to come through mm. that's what i'm doing mm. that's the impact i'm trying to make so that is when it's, it's it's your own choice but then you need to show people that i'm gaining a lot from esports not just money wise mm. the experience the exposure you need to show them so that they can understand that okay this is a very viable um, industry and you need to jump on board pc gaming versus console gaming how big a deal is is this in in, in ghana 
Wow. I started with PC gaming. Mm. You know, for, um, Mario Kart. Um, what's the name? Uh, shooter something. Some police shooting <laughs> game. You know. <laughs> Uh, those are the PC games yeah, I started with. Even FIFA, I started playing on PC. Right. You know, and now people, it's it's balanced. I think mm. there are a lot of gamers playing on PC right. who are comfortable with that, have their PC set up. Right. And there are also a lot of gamers who like to play on console. Then come to console, people who want to play on PS or Xbox. Xbox. You know, mm. so and then there's mobile. Right. So everyone has their place. Right. You can't. We can't have this argument. No, I I'm asking because you are you are both from an administration point of view yeah. in terms of the association, yeah. and then also you're a professional athlete as yeah. well. And I'm just I'm just wondering from some of the competitions that you typically participate mm-hmm. in or you see happening, what is the most predominant? The right. consoles. The console is the, the consoles. Most it also depends on the genre of the game. Right. You know, so if it's FIFA, NBA, Mortal Kombat, console. it's console. Right. Um, uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty, PUBG, Apex. Uh, right. They'll go for PC. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. So it's it's really dependent on the, know, game, the, the game, the genre of the game, yeah. and who is playing. Thing, yes. I see. But then, okay. Okay, then the second the second conversation yeah. the, or the second thing I wanted to also ask you is in Ghana which one is the most preferred option? Is it the multiplayer, um, where you know one person is part of a team, you know on a quest doing whatever, or is it you know your typical sports, you know that I think you know, the sports football, basketball games, and those sort um, of things in Ghana are more is predominant. You know right. the FIFA, the NBA, uh, it's it's more. Uh, predominant than uh, the other games, you know. Yeah, so the single the, the player single is, player is, is more, more predominant yeah. than the multiplayer right. games. Right. Yeah. right. I mean, just because you know proximity to logistics yeah, and, right. and logistics and everything. Yeah. If 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 I'm DB enough and I have a console in my house, <laughs> you know, I just go along with it. So yeah, I can I can I can appreciate that. So yeah, listeners, you're still tuning in to ninety seven point three City FM. Um, this is City Trends. We're having a conversation around the whole e gaming industry in Ghana and um, just trying to understand, you know, what what the industry is about and why we should be paying attention to this particular industry because clearly. Um, something is happening and just like it happened with football that we didn't pay too close attention to some years ago this is also becoming an alternative you can almost everybody now is trying to set up a youtube channel but very soon there will be conversations around esports as a viable alternative for example to make money um if you want to or just you know as a pastime as a hobby or something like that to actually be an international athlete you know, to a point of even representing Ghana at, you know, um, international um, games and yeah. tournaments yeah. And, and things like that. And, of course, if you have a child or you, you know, you you have an associate who, um, or someone who you're, you're a guardian over who has an interest in gaming, well, you know, this is the conversation for you, just so you understand and appreciate probably where they are coming from as, as well. But, Maximus, back to... The components conversation and um clearly there needs to be a certain level of buy-in i mean it's all well and good if the association is championing this right but clearly someone needs to be involved in this conversation to take it to the next level 
Right. You know, I you know, ministry. What what is what is the temperature? You know, from their side, is it a warm one or is it a cold thing? Like, what's what's going on with that? So it, it's quite exciting that this government is welcoming the idea. So the the there's a Ghana Esports Federation that mm. has been formed. I'm sure it'll be formally launched very soon. The the government is 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 pushing. So it'll be a government agency a policy. Uh, um, that will be in charge of esports development and promotion in Ghana. So it's it's been done. Okay. It's quite exciting. So they they were part of you know they've been helping the association all these years, and association is also a member of the the Ghana Esports Federation. I see. I see. And um, so basically, if we are able to get these sort of components in place, like I was asking. In five years, what do you envision seeing? So we'll be hosting massive events. A lot of the gamers who are underground will also come out to showcase and compete in a, uh, most of these events. We'll be traveling to a lot of countries to represent Ghana as esports athletes is going to happen. And game development, of course, will also pick up. So the likes of Ayram and the rest, they have... They are thing going on mm. right here in Ghana, mm. developing games that mm. people will be testing. Mm. And we even have vo- voiceover artists. You remember Valorant? Yes. Developed by, yeah. Absolutely. So the voiceover artist was a Ghanaian. Yeah. That movie, uh, the game has been watched over, over even it's still 50 one of the, million. One of the highest views in yeah. games. Exactly. Currently. So we have Chi in the, in the language, and it's a female voiceover artist from Ghana. Yeah. So with time, I think. With the sponsorship and the brand association is going to be big. What we want now is to have the 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 data, you know, hosting companies. So mm. the big ones, the main ones, the Ostex and the mm. rest who look at how we can host some of the games locally is a big market also for them. So that if a game publisher wants to host a game in Africa, of course they will pay you for that. So they can host it on on the on the on your server then we can also have better ping rate to play mm-hmm. competitive uh, online games and of course the telcos are going to benefit because we are going to use data of course right because a game is sometimes 80 gigs 60 gig to download <laughs> updates are two gigs and the rest so these are massive stuff that we are going to do and you know sometimes when you are downloading a, a game and then there's an error Maybe you've done 50 gig, you have to start all the way again. So those are the things. We are going to be the consumers of, of, of data, mm. heavy consumers of data and active online audience. Mm. And don't forget the metaverse is gaming. Right. Mm-hmm. The right. same engine that they use to develop game is what is going to be the next phase of the internet. Mm. So it's, it's quite huge. Research indicates that 65% of fans of esports are between the ages of 18 and 34 while the fan base does skew male 38 percent of esports fans are women Mm. and this these are global statistics basically around the sort of fan base that basically you know follow esports and so clearly there is a case to be made for why it needs support you the two of you have outlined what it means 
Now, I want to get into the conversation of the association and what the association has been up to, um, some of the tournaments that, you know, you guys are organizing, how people can be a part of it. <laughs> so, um, Dabi, if, if you could just walk us through, since you are the general secretary and overseer yeah, yeah, of all yeah, that yeah, is, yeah, yeah. All, all, all that is esports <laughs> in Ghana. Tell us about the, the association. Tell us about what you guys have been up to and, and, and just walk us through some of the events that you guys have been have been doing okay so the association esports association um ghana we are um, on the move to develop esports from the grassroots in communities across the country and beyond and what we have done is to assist our members in organizing events um gathering logistics and what have you just to make sure that esports is not uh, a name you don't know but has become a household name um, we have um, partnered in a lot of major competitions. We've saw to the the tournament of uh, the qualifiers of so many international uh, competitions as well this year. And we are happy to say that from between now to the end of the year, mm. we have major, major tournaments coming up for our gamers to participate in. And we are looking at the Volta FIFA Championship. We are looking at Asante Region Championship. Uh, Eastern, is it Eastern? Eastern yes, Eastern, Eastern Region Championship. Um, we are just trying to make sure that every region has a championship and they are actively participating in e-sports. Um, we are also participating in international tournaments. We are preparing for Bali. We are preparing for Istanbul um, in December. So qualifiers is happening this weekend and we'll have our athletes going to prepare for that as well. Um, the association is working hand in hand with its members. So all the esports teams, all the esports um, organizations under us are all coming on board just to help us make sure that this year we make a massive impact. Right. And so far we have because with our uh, E-Nations Cup self, that made a massive impact for us. The, bringing the Federation, Ghana Esports Federation on board mm. alone was a massive win for us. So and, we are working. And there will be fewer technical issues. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, Maximus, um, as, as we wrap up on the conversation, I want to get um, because I think sometimes people tend to miss out on this crucial part of the conversation, mm. which is the investment conversation. Right. Um, people, people. Obviously, the stereotypes are there, but someone is probably interested, but is not sure exactly which part there is. There an investment opportunity here? Like, what investment opportunities are available in esports in Ghana? Maybe there might be a case to be made globally, but yeah. in Ghana. Really, what are the investment opportunities that are available in Ghana that corporates, you know, individuals can, can take advantage of? Yeah, so first of all, of course, the game development. So the likes of ARAM, you should be, a company should be following ARAM and saying, hey, we have maybe $5 million. Let's develop an Africa-centric game and let's tell our story. Maybe a Yasantua or Konfanochi or whichever character we want to you know, immortalize, we will develop a game around it and they can build that so that the Africans outside Ghana can play those games. So as a publisher, you can invest, as a, as a, a company, you can invest in a publishing company which will give jobs to the youth and the rest. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, when you sponsor events, there's brand visibility. One of the main reasons why 
FIFA and then the Commonwealth, they've introduced the, the eSports e version of, of their traditional game is that the young people are no longer watching the traditional games. So they are playing games online and they don't want to lose that uh, bracket of audience. So they, that's why they are introducing the eSports version of the, the, the football, the NBA and all the rest so that the young people can be part of that. So you can invest in an academy or a hub or you can invest in an eSports club so that if you have the athletes going to represent Ghana, of course, you are going to also make some money if they win in a competition as an athlete uh, manager or as a company that uh, manages athletes. The other thing is education. So we want to, so the eSports Academy, what we want to do is to educate people within that space, the academic side of eSports. Mm -hmm. so that's what we want to do. So from game development, so becoming a professional gaming, how to brand yourself online, how to manage an eSports team, you know, how to develop an eSports business and manage it properly and all that. Those are the things that we are looking out for. So we have some partnership with the exposure in the USA and the rest to, to, to push that agenda so that the young people who are playing games as a hobby can become professional athletes and monetize that. So we need partners on board to, to do that too as well. And for me, the future is for the young people. So any brand that drives the esports ecosystem will own the, uh, their attention and will build affinity with the young people. And that's how you can also retain your, them as your customers for the future. So from game development, from, from game promotion and management to even live streaming, brand association. Uh, and of course, if you wear a jersey and your logo is on it, to stream it online and the rest, it gives you that brand visibility. So clearly, a lot of business development managers need to start having a rethink about where the next investment options and opportunities lie. Yeah. Clearly, someone within the corporate structure needs to start thinking a little outside the box. Marketing managers right. need to start thinking about where to get you know the most value yeah. for all this advertising. That because a few years ago, Aram was sitting here and we're having conversations <laughs> about esports, and even then, it was more about you know the animation, right. you know, industry. Fast forward today, we've seen you know that um, that explosion of, yeah. of 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 that market, and clearly esports is directly associated with it. From the statistics and from what you just called out, <laughs> the people that you want to advertise to are playing the video games. They are online, sharing their sharing. videos, exactly. streaming their videos, and clearly there's an opportunity there. And someone needs to start thinking about how to tap into that you know for, to make a proper business case for it but i guess the the big challenge is who should take that leap first somebody has to so we mm. have of course we have the telcos the mtn doing that we have uh, i think Cephline has done it before tigo has done it before jumia has done it before but we need consistency right within that space and let me see the sh surprising thing is that with the likes of like the conquest when we open registration for 384 slots it gets finished in less than six hours wow yes so sometimes before the sponsor 
post it on their social media after the slot is done. It's, it's finished across the country. Wow. So we have a captive market and audience that we control across the country. We play our qualifiers even in 16 gaming centers across Ghana. So we don't just play in Accra. Mm-hmm. So it's that widespread. And of course, Dabi mentioned the fact that she became a, she, she participated in the competition in the Volta region. Mm. Mm. Right? So it happens in Volta, Brown, Alpha region, Northern region, uh, uh, Western region, Central region, Eastern region, and the rest. So it happens almost everywhere. There are young people who play games consistently and they, they, they network and socialize. Sometimes people think they are, they are, they are antisocial. It amaze you the kind of thing that happens online. Hmm. You are playing game, chatting with somebody outside Ghana or within Ghana, yeah. remotely online, and they think you are just talking to yourself. Yeah. You are connecting with the person you are playing with. And you see, game develops your problem-solving abilities. Absolutely. Right? So, and then Absolutely. your hand and mind coordination becomes sharper and, and, and faster. Right? So, because if I'm playing a, foot, a football game, I'm like, I'm the coach and the player at the same okay. time. Yeah. Because I'm controlling every player on the pitch. <laughs> the the striker, the defender, the midfielder, the coach, or the, or the keeper. The same person using just a controller. Yeah. So you need to understand even the, the dynamics oh. and even the abilities of the various players to be able to even win a, a game. So and you understanding need, your opponents. And understanding <laughs> your opponent too as well, yeah. real time. To be able to win games so it's not that easy it's 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 obviously something that we need to pay close attention to and I'm, I'm i'm glad that you know the two of you could join us to talk about it because i just think that in about three years or four years or probably even sooner we will be sitting here having a very different conversation about what gaming has become and the sort of impact it's having on on, on, on young people and even the economy generally because it's not just about someone sitting somewhere holding a console or sitting behind a laptop or sitting behind a PC. It's like you said, there's a lot of data conversation happening. There's a lot of sponsorship opportunities happening. And it's just interesting that we sit here and, you know, once again, we get all these people coming in, <laughs> quote, quote, unquote, appropriating our culture and using it, exactly. you know, in the, in the development of various games and and, and things like that. But anyway, it's it's good that at least we've unpacked all of this. I just hope that, you know, someone out there doing the listening will find it um, necessary and important to start having more relevant conversations about investing in, in esports in Ghana. Anyway, as we wrap up the conversation, any final words from the two of you before we... Let me... Ladies first. Let's start off with Daddy. <laughs> so, um, I would like to encourage um, our ladies out there You've been playing games on your phones. You've been playing games with your boyfriends in the room. This is the time for you to come out. You know, come and show your talent. Come and show your skills. Any game at all, any mobile game. We have a good community. So just find us on Instagram, eSports Ghana. Or go to our our website, ghanaesports.com. And sign up to be a member and we'll definitely hit you up all the ladies we have a a, a, a female um 
uh, wing under uh, eSports Association um, that our president did, Kwesi for big shout-outs to him. Yeah, it's called yeah. Queens Africa, mm. and we are trying to encourage more ladies to come on board. We are teaching them how to play. We are coaching them. We are showing them the ropes to becoming professional eSports athletes. So we are encouraging more ladies. Just come out. This time, gaming doesn't say, oh, because you're a girl, you can't play because you're this. No, no, no. It's for everybody. So just come out and uh, sure, join us. Show, show your skills. That's sure, all. That's no matter it. what. Even if you can't play there, we will teach you how to play there. Maximus, <laughs> <laughs> final Yeah, so final the eSports is the future. It, that's the 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 alternative entertainment for the young people. So any brand interested in connecting with the young people must start investing in the esports space. Now the internet, the next phase of the internet is virtual. Yeah. The metaverse is a, a simulation of games. So you're building the characters. So let's invest in the young people. Let's invest in the in the esports space. And of course, we are happy that government is forming the esports federation to drive that agenda well gentlemen and lady thank you so much for joining me we had Dabi diamond who is the general secretary of the esports association of ghana and of course maximus who is the communications and international relations um director manager for the esports association in ghana and my name is philip Sean. it was a pleasure coming away with the show the show will be available as a podcast first thing tomorrow so please do look out for it and take a listen it's a pleasure coming your way thank you so much for your thoughts as well and your questions which guided the conversation today um i do appreciate it and do have a lovely rest of the day but until next week stay techy.